The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and our preview of the 2020 NBA Eastern Conference Finals. Recording this on a Monday night in Southern California. Joining me tonight, Akshay, Boston Celtics fan. Akshay, what up? what's up? How you doing? What's going on? Uh, I'm pretty good. Uh, what did I say? I'm doing pretty well on a Monday night, you know, uh, from Dallas, Texas. You know, uh, my, my Celtics have just... Uh, uh, past the uh, uh, Eastern semis in uh, a tough matchup against the Raptors. You know, no one expected them uh, to beat the Raptors. Uh, everybody thought the Raptors would, would take advantage of the Celtics, but that was not the case. As many have predicted, many so-called experts. But now we're in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals with the Celtics playing the Miami Keys. So I'm looking forward to uh, tomorrow night's game. Uh, I think it's going to be a very good series. But yeah, man, yeah, but everything else is okay. Okay, first off, congratulations to your Celtics moving on to the conference finals. Uh, it's going to be their third conference finals appearance in the last four seasons. And uh, just, I mean, I don't think anybody, uh, nobody was, was uh, going against them, I guess, against Toronto. I think some people picked them, so I don't know how, how accurate of a d- description that is. But well, I, mean, I looked at the... Just to be, uh, just to go back, I looked at the ESPN predictions. Uh, that's where I'm getting the sources from, and uh, there were more predictions for the Raptors than the Celtics. Nobody picked Boston. No, 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 no. Uh, 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 people picked Boston, but it was like uh, there were more people who picked uh, the Raptors over the Celtics. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's probably. I mean, going into it, I, I picked the Raptors. I'll own it. That was wrong. Uh, but I thought I. I think we both definitely agreed it was going to be a long series for sure, right? Seven yeah. games, and then, I mean, that's pretty much what it was, seven games, basically down to the last minute, and Marcus Smart making a big play defensively, I guess, and then the Celtics uh, hung on, and they won that last game uh, defensively, and they're, I guess, rebounding in defense. I mean, they got that offensive rebound by uh, Tatum off the missed free throws, and I think that was kind of the difference in the last game, but I think just overall in the series, I mean, Boston, you could see, was definitely the better team because, I mean, Toronto was uh, carried offensively by Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry. And. You were going to add one more What? Carried offensively by the refs. Nah, I don't. I, I mean, there were. That, that Nick Nurse call, call was BS, but I, I don't. I don't want to categorize it as one uh, the, Boston being favored over, and I don't I don't like categorizing anything with refs. I mean I don't unless it's like super egregious, but I mean I'm not categorizing anything. But uh, uh, according to ESPN, uh, not the, not the ESPN, the NBA, uh, when they looked at the final tape of the last uh, one minute of play, 
there were uh, call, wrong calls on Celtics where those calls uh, could have had, if they went in the right way as the NBA deemed it to be, then the Celtics would not have to play a game. But it, it is what it is. Celtics have the waiting of Celtics won. So they're in the same situation now. They're in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, I'm not just saying that. I'm just saying back on what the NBA um, front office finally determined. Yeah, I mean, there's questionable calls all the times, and sometimes they get it wrong. I mean, uh, it, that's happened in games before. Unfortunately, it'll happen in games in the future. And I just... Uh-huh. I just think it's it's unfortunate. It's gonna happen again. It's not it's not it could. It's gonna happen again. Tony Brothers, who's still in the league, the official Tony Brothers guy who has been known not only with the Celtics but he's been known about multiple times for other teams to favor certain teams in certain situations, whether by the NBA wants it to go to Game Seven, they want more. They want more. What do you call? They want more people watching the game as. And you saw in game, uh, well, like, was, it was at game seven or was that game six? When they flipped the switch and they put the something in prime time, which, which they never played in, in any of the um, NBA playoffs. Yeah, I mean, well, the NBA probably also wants the Celtics in the NBA Finals as well because they're one of the most historic franchises in the, in the league too, right? So... <laughs> that could be the case. That could be the case. But, uh, but it, just, it just seemed to be very ironic that uh, it just seemed very ironic. The, the play calling in, in the series was not very, uh, how would I say, it? was not very equal. I mean, the only thing I thought that was egregious was the Nick Nurse standing on the sideline. I don't know the exact rule on that. But because he, that's how Nick Nurse is. He's, he purposely did it. I, uh, uh, come on, bro. I, I mean, I can 100% say he purposely did it so he can get, take advantage and somehow distract the Celtics players. Yeah, I, I mean, mean have, you ever, have you ever seen in NBA history? I mean, I, 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 I obviously I don't know all the games ever played, but uh, I mean, I, I, I cannot recall any coach ever doing such a thing. I mean, I've, I haven't recalled a, a coach doing that exact same thing, what he did, but I've, I know Mike D'Antoni's uh, notorious for basically walking up and down the sidelines when players are shooting free throws to kind of distract them. And yes, yes. So, but I don't know. I I don't know the specific rules on what Nick Nurse done. I de- it was definitely on purpose, for sure. It was literally on purpose. It's like literally you're right. It's like your foot is on the on, on the line, right behind the basket. It's like how how are we how are coaches even allowed to get in that part of the arena? Yeah, I mean, I don't know the specific rules. I mean, if if it's a if it's not against the rules, I don't. I mean, it probably shouldn't do it, but I don't see how you can. I guess blame him because he's trying to get an, an advantage for his team, I guess, right? So. No, I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, I, like you said, we don't know the rules. You yeah. Know. We don't know. I we guess. Know I, but, I mean, but it just is a fact that the fact that he did it, in especially in such a game six of uh, the Eastern Conference uh, semifinals, it's like, dude, it just shows what kind of character this guy is. No, I mean. the reason. I mean. He was given coach of the year. Come on, bro. I give you coach of the year for... I mean, I questioned, yes, last year they had Kawhi Leonard, okay? They they won the um, championship. Yeah, this year, though, I don't know how he gets coach of the year for this year. Well, I mean, I think he's very you know? deserving a coach of the year. I mean, they were, what, 54-19, and, and they lost 
what the finals MVP, Kawhi Leonard. So. Well, I mean that's true, but if you look, look at the Celtics this year, the Celtics had um, the injuries with with Gordon Hayward uh, last year, and then then out this year again. I mean, I mean there's the, nah. I don't. I don't see how Brad Stevens could have really even been a candidate for Coach of the Year. I mean, considering. I, I mean, considering that they got rid of Kyrie, that was the problem. I think they got. I, I mean, they got better from that, right? So. No, no. I mean, they they, they definitely got better from Kyrie. Kyrie was. Uh, I mean, I don't want to go too far into that, but he that's a whole other topic. But he was a he was a leech to the Celtics. He was not a good player. I mean, he's not. He's not as uh, as the media plays him to be. He's not that person. He's just, he's he's very self-centered in the individual. Kyrie's a good number two. He can't be the, be the leader. That's that's no, the problem. No, no. no, he's not. He's not Batman either. He's Robert. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a good he's a good number two. Like I said, he can't he can't be the the the, the alpha guy, the the main guy. No, uh, agreed, agreed, uh, agreed. I totally agree. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, we'll get into the preview of this series, but first off, wanted to talk about the Western Conference series, and we got uh, Mike Clippers bringing back bad memories for me from 2015 of Josh Smith and Corey Brewer, and not being able to close out the Denver Nuggets. So, what's your thoughts on Game Seven tomorrow between Denver and the Clippers? You know, that series should have been over by now. I, I don't know what the hell the Clippers were thinking. I think they were just the. They thought this was an easy kill. This was the, I think they were just, uh, they're focused on the NBA Finals, but, but you have to get through Denver to get to the NBA Finals. So it's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll tell you about the Western Conference Championships. So it's, uh, I think that's one of the, one of the faults, and I think, uh, um, I, I, I surely hope that they learn the lesson, uh, but I, I, I strongly believe uh, the Clippers are going to take out, uh, probably win the game tomorrow, and they will definitely beat the Lakers in the finals. What's the problem finals? Okay, all right, you're already looking ahead. Okay, so I was just talking about tomorrow's game. Okay, so I mean, yeah, as a Clipper fan, I mean, really disturbed kind of with their their lackadaisicalness, their, I mean, their lack of continuity that showed all season, right? I mean, they haven't really played much games together. And they've had they've had this mentality of just, on off switch and sometimes that can bite you in the back and it, it definitely has the last two games I mean they've played horribly in the second halves they haven't shot well they haven't played offense well and they've allowed Denver to get what they want offensively in the, la- in the second halves of the last two games I totally agree I mean I agree with you but Denver was a team that uh, you know I was very afraid of if they if, if I let's say I'm a uh, a Clipper fan, I'm a Laker fan, whatever. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to play Denver because because they're they have a great bench, they have a, a young nucleus, you know. I mean, and the coach is not bad at all. And you see, to me, that's a, a team that's uh, that's going to be a force to reckon with in the future, you know, because they have the size, they have the quickness, they have the size, they have the depth to go after any team, you know. I think the Clippers, like you mentioned, they're just being. I don't know what planet they're on with the game going on. Maybe they just uh, maybe sometimes you also play into your competition. But in this case, the Clippers probably didn't expect that Denver was going to come out and play so well. 
I mean, oh, so now Clippers had control of the series four games in. I mean, Jokic has been killing them all series, even before games five and game six, and uh, they knew that. But I, I think the Clippers have gotten, I mean, they haven't gotten what they should be getting from Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell, for sure. No, agreed. Agree. And then Kawhi obviously has been good. I mean, but last couple games, I mean, second half, I mean, he he's missing some shots that he should definitely be making on a normal basis. And then, I mean, just the lack of continuity, I mean, I think has really risen and has kind of posed a big problem. And then in game five, see Paul Millsap, the 14-point thir- third quarter, immediately brought back bad memories for me of 2015 when they faced off against the Rockets. And in, ga- in game six, Josh Smith and Corey Brewer went off in that fourth quarter and saved the Rockets' season and ultimately led them to the 3-1 comeback versus the Clippers that time. And, I mean, as bad as that was, if they lose this 3-1 lead, I think it will be even worse considering the expectations, considering how much they put into Kawhi and Paul George, the two years with them, all the draft picks to give it up, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Danilo Gallinari. I think it would be an absolute disaster. And then on the heels of what most most expected as a collision course between the Lakers and the Clippers in the conference finals is uh, in somewhat somewhat in jeopardy right now considering the dilemma, the peril that the Clippers have put themselves in with the series with the Nuggets. Unnecessary peril considering that they've had big leads in the last two games, game five and game six. So it's just it's, I, it's, I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's very totally dis- it's very disturbing to see. I think the Clippers, I mean, they have a chance to win it. Uh in game seven. You know, let's put it the let's flip the switch here, okay? If you, if Denver had played the Lakers, I would definitely say I would have definitely uh, my prediction would have been Denver beating the Lakers. Really? Yes, I, I totally am for that, that beating the Lakers. I think they match up really well against them. With the Lakers have height in their in their centers that they have, uh, Denver has them. You know, Denver has depth. Lakers struggle on depth. Denver has depth. I mean, what what's Denver's depth outside of Murray and Jokic? I mean, they have other players. They have Gary Harris. Mm, I mean, name is correct. Yeah, Gary Harris is okay. I mean, I mean, Millsap is a veteran. He's like, Millsap is on and off. I mean, he, he did he did save their season but in Game 5, but I don't know consistently how good he is. I think the Lakers, the Lakers, the way they're playing right now, are the, definitely the favorite. They have to be right now. I mean, yeah, uh, the way they're playing, but, but dude, Houston's horrible. I'm sorry to say, Houston's been horrible. Houston's, Houston's horrible? Been, uh, Houston's been, uh, Houston has been... Seeking shit the last year. Yeah, I mean, Houston, I mean, they they went all into this experiment and then everybody thought they were going to give the Lakers trouble after game one, but then they got destroyed. Because the Lakers, the game one was, yeah, Houston won it, but the Lakers, uh, they made um, transitions after game one. They learned what to do, why not? I mean, this whole small ball thing, I don't believe it unless we have, like, decent sized people. I was like players, you know. I mean, who was the? Come on, PJ Tucker guarding Anthony Davis or LeBron? Uh, no, that's not. That's a huge advantage for the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I never bought into their small ball experiment when they traded Capella, but small ball has yeah. worked before for those Miami teams, for the Golden State teams. 
But this yeah, Houston really experiment, I never bought it, but I'm just saying, in general, going into the series, uh, there's a decent amount of people that thought that the Rockets were legitimate and they, they could give the Lakers trouble. For sure. And they, they got they got destroyed by the Lakers, especially in the last two, three games. I totally agree. I expected that. I totally expected that to happen. Because I've seen Houston play. I think the Rockets, it's, it's this whole small ball thing needs to go, bro. And then with them, I think Mike D'Antoni is good. He's gone. He's not coming back. I think they need a new coach, a new philosophy. And I yeah. think they need to, uh, they, the small ball needs to go. Then I think they need to have at least a couple of centers who can run. They're like uh, 6'10 to 7 foot guys who can run with the Harden and Westbrook. All right. I, I mean, enough about enough about the Rockets. I mean, I don't want to hear much about them anymore. I mean, we'll we'll get to them in the off season, I guess. So I mean, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the off season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll get to them later. I, I don't. I'm I'm sick of the Rockets, man. I don't. I don't want to hear more much more about this this team. I've I've been hearing them in the last three years, but I mean, what? You picked the Clippers to win tomorrow. I think they'll win tomorrow as well. Or at least I hope so. But I think Kawhi really has to come out with that mentality that he had against uh, Philly last year in the Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Semis when he took 39 shots and made that crazy game-winning shot that bounced off the rim like five times. So I think he will. I think he will because he's the kind of guy that plays the competition. You know, I mean, uh, I guess with the Lakers, I'm sure he has a grudge with them. Of course, I, I think he gives the Clippers. I mean, it's kind of sad that I'm saying if the Clippers win tomorrow, or whatever the game seven is, that I think Kyrie will sort of wake up against the Lakers. But we'll see, dude. We'll see. No, I mean, he he's been he's been good all throughout. I mean, I mean, he might have had one bad game, I think, against Denver in game two, but all throughout he's yeah. been consistent, and he usually is. I mean, but I mean, he did miss some uh, easy ones that he usually makes uh, yesterday in game six. But I think. I can expect him. He's he's seen every type of situation pretty much in the playoffs, from his time in San Antonio, Toronto, and now with the Clippers. So I don't. He's not going to be rattled for sure. He's going to be ready to go. And I, I think the Clippers. I think the Clippers are going to win uh, a pretty uh, competitive, uh, close fought game. So that that's my prediction. All right. Yeah. I think they'll win it too. Okay. I think they'll. I think they will meet the Lakers in, in the Western Conference Finals. Okay, so you're you're even going ahead to the conference finals. Okay, so you you have the Clippers winning tomorrow and beating the Lakers in the conference finals. All right, we'll see what happens. My fingers are crossed. I hope the Clippers win. So we'll get in now to your series, Akshay. Boston, the three seed taking on Miami, the five seed. Uh, what what's your ultimate pick? We know you what your pick is. How many games are you picking the Celtics in? And what's what do you think is, are your keys uh, to the matchup? Well, well, first of all. Before we even get to any of that, I want to go on the history of, of the bad blood between the Heat and the Lakers. I mean, the Heat and the Celtics. The Heat and the Celtics. What? There's I much. Mean, uh, the only history is Miami beating them in the in the playoffs, right? No, 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 no. There's, there's, there's no, there's bad history, bro. There's bad history. Like, so let's say, for example, uh, the history between Pat Riley and, and Danny Ainge. That went back into into playing days, dude. But when Ainge was playing with the Celtics, you know, that's. Uh, okay. I think uh, I read somewhere they got into some argument where literally, a Riley jumped on Ainge and tore his pants off or his warm ups off. 
Okay, so I mean, what, what, what's what's the rivalry or the history there? I mean, we know a, a top-level free agent gets in a room with two of these guys. We know who, who's bringing the free agent home. We know it's Pat Riley. Yeah, it's Pat Riley. But nobody, you know, it's Pat Riley, but Pat Riley is also the one uh, uh, that uh, they, I mean, you can go back and forth on Pat Riley. Okay, that's the history between Pat Riley and Danny Ainge as executives players. What's the history between Boston, Miami, like team-wise? Like team wise, it's, it's a long history, bro. I mean, it, it goes back and forth, right? Let's it say, goes back let's to. Say, let's put it this way. It goes back I to mean, when, though? When did it start? Yeah, I don't know the exact date it started, but it has been a long history of rivalry between it. Let's say, for example, let's say it's maybe um, last year is crap, right? Uh, the last year in previous year was uh, Tyler Hero, who, who Miami picked with. The 13th yeah, yeah, I get. I, I know what happened in the draft, but I mean, when did like the history between these teams like playing or have bad blood with each other? When did that start? Is that late nineties? or what? Did it, was it when Pat Riley came to Miami? In the eighties? When Angels playing with the Celtics, there was bad rivalry. Okay, between between Riley and Ainge, but Riley was with the Lakers at that time. He was with the Lakers at that time. Then he went to the Knicks. Then he didn't get he didn't get to Miami till nineteen ninety five. So, he was with the Lakers, but that's where it started with the Lakers. Yeah. And then it went to the Knicks, and now it's with the Heat. I mean, the whole rivalry of, like, let's say, for example, Ray Allen, uh, after winning the championship in 2008, moved over to the Heat. Yeah, I mean, from 2010 then, onward, I, I think, but, but they've only played two series against each other, right? So. Yeah, yeah, they pretty much have played two series. Or they played they, three. They I mean, in 2010, they played as well before LeBron signed. And the Boston Boston I mean, beat them that series. Blood. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, but there's what? There's a lot of bad blood there. I mean, there was even when uh, Gordon Hayward uh, visited the Heat in 2017, and it, it looked like a loss that he was going to sign with the Heat, but then he ended up signing with Celtic. So yeah, it's, I mean, there's a lot of uh, history, you know what I mean? We'll yeah, see we'll see. What, I mean, maybe Miami's, at the, uh, in hindsight, might be happy they didn't make that signing. I mean, all due respect to Gordon Hayward. Because I don't think they'd be able to draft uh, Bam Adebayo then, right? Or... Yeah, that's true. Even uh, once you have Boston renounce the right to a Kelly Olick, and then who signed with the Heat? So <laughs> okay. Yeah, Jay I mean, Crowder, yeah. Yeah, Jay Crowder. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah I, so the the Tyler Hero thing, I think the Celtics are planning to take him, right? If they got that pick, right? Is that? Yeah. Correct. So it was Memphis's pick or something? Tyler Hero, with that pick, Tyler Hero didn't want to play with the Celtics, so he told them that he'd never go work out with the Celtics. You know that pick for Tyler Hero? So that's another part of it, too. Okay. So, I mean, I just think there is bad blood between these two teams. Yeah, I mean, the bad blood yeah goes back to the early 2010s, yeah, for sure. I mean, Boston beat them in 2010 in five games in the first round. Then the next sure. season, you had... What uh, I guess Pierce and Pierce and uh, Garnett mock and Rondo mocking their whole big three, the Heatles, all that crap, and then Boston, they faced off in the conference semifinals. Miami won in five games. Then the next year, right? I mean, Boston got really close. They went up three two in the conference finals in 2012, and then we know LeBron probably LeBron's best playoff game ever, Game Six, 45 points. Then they came back and won in seven, Miami. And then from, and then and then that off season, like you said, yeah, the Ray Allen thing, 
that Boston has now, I guess, especially all those guys has pretty much disowned him after he signed with the Heat after that season, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Well, pretty much, yes. So that's just what happened. I used to, I mean, he's, he's like a chess match, bro. I mean, there's a, uh, it's to be interesting series with a lot of chess match, but I, I really think, uh, like you mentioned and I mentioned before, I think eventually the, the Celtics will pull this out. Okay, so how many games are you going? I know you're picking Boston for sure, but how many games? I said Boston, uh, it all depends. If I say if Hayward is, comes back by game two or three and is healthy to play, I see Boston getting this at six. If not, okay. I'm saying seven. Okay, so I mean, with regards to Hayward coming back, how does he kind of fit into that picture? I mean, with the ball handling and how, how does he affect the time? How does he affect the touches of uh, Jalen and uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum? I don't I don't expect too much touches difference because Hayward is the, is the one guy that he loves to pass the ball before shooting. Okay, and what and what he's been doing, what his Celtics Brad Stevens has been uh, um, doing with him, he plays point forward, which was as you saw in, in the last series with uh, with Toronto with. Uh, uh, at Kemba playing point guard, the uh, Toronto was able to trap him because his, his him being only six feet tall, they trap him and get him and get him into ten situations. That's why he didn't a couple games he wasn't able to score much. Now if you if Hayward comes back, he can play point forward and he can leave Kemba being the off guard off the ball and then he simple switch in there, here and there, and then Kemba can go easy to be off guard and Blow by his man and, and get to the uh, to rim for a layup. Because you know Kemba's quick. Once he goes, it's hard to get after him. So I mean, that's one of the advantages I see in this game if Hayward comes back. Okay, and then with Hayward coming back, what 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 do you think the possibility is that, or how how often do you think Stevens plays this this lineup? I guess down the stretch in big games, uh, Marcus Smart, Kemba. Jalen, Jason Tatum, and Gordon Hayward. That those five. I mean, I, I honestly I don't know, but I would like him to do that if Hayward comes back. I like him to do that. I mean, one of the things I've been seeing and I've been uh, I, I've been seeing all along. I, 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 I speak it to Assad. I speak to other people. It's like one of the things Stevens doesn't do. He doesn't play. He doesn't trust too much in younger players, and I, I think he should. I mean, all of like. Uh, a name I'm going to bring up, and uh, it's going to be Rob Williams. I mean, the one they, you saw in the Toronto series, he got more minutes than uh, he got more minutes than were expected of him. But he produced in those minutes when I, he was there. He was pretty, uh, pretty much unstoppable. I think the first two games he played very well, right? I think it was like yeah, he, he played very well. You, like six for six in both games or something. Huh? I think he was like six for six in both of the first two games. Yeah. The first two games, but then in the rest of the games, he slowly, his minutes, his minutes started going down again. He didn't play him as much. And I, I, I don't know why, what Stevens was thinking, to be honest. I mean, you have a 6'10 a forward center with a 7'4 wingspan and that can run with the guys. That can literally run with, uh, with Tatum and, and Kemba and all these guys. And you don't use him? <laughs> I mean, dude, if you, if, you, if you throw the ball up in the air, he'll go up and, and he'll get it and he'll slam it. 
Okay. That's off. That's offensively, but I mean, in a series like this against Miami, is he is he one defensively that can keep up with Miami's rising star Bam Adebayo? I think he can because uh, it's like I said. I think he can because Miami doesn't run. Miami's not a team that runs like Toronto. They're more a slow-paced team. I mean, Miami can be fast-paced with 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 Dragic and Jimmy. Yeah, because they run, dude. But Miami's not as... Uh, I mean, they run, but they're not as fast as Toronto does. Or they do not run as many times as Toronto does. Miami's a more... Uh, like, to get the game a little more slower. And if, if that works, that works right in a Robert Williams' favor. Because he can play... And he's shot blocking, dude. That's the main thing uh, I think Celtics haven't... A great advantage there. I mean, Bam Adebayo is a great player too. Uh, don't get me wrong, you know. But I think that I think Rob Williams and I think in this series, uh, Cantor can also play as well because he's what seven foot, two fifty, two sixty pounds. He can, I think, because uh, if the game does slow down, that's Cantor's role. If they have Cantor in there, I think I could see Dragic Adebayo, Jimmy Adebayo, killing him on the pick and roll. I I I could see him being totally lost in there. For sure. Well, I mean, well, that's the main thing, because that's what, that's where you give a change. Because Cantor is a good offensive center. Yes, he he'll is. Get you, he'll get you the uh, a 10, 12 points a night and at least ten rebounds, 10, 15 rebounds. Uh, maybe not fifteen, ten, twelve rebounds a night. Okay, because he's a good rebounder, he's a good low post scorer. But the negatives are he doesn't, he's not a good defender of pick and roll. That's just him, that's for sure. He's not better for pick and roll, so we have to see what Stevens will do with that situation. That's why I, I like Grant Williams in there with the pick and roll. With the pick and roll, they had to be a little careful because of his uh, of his length. You said Grant or Robert? Which one? Uh, Robert Williams. Robert Williams, okay. Yeah, with his length, with his wingspan, 74 wingspan. I mean, that's when um, teams are a little more afraid to go inside the paint. So, okay. I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, I, it's definitely going to be a matchup by matchup this scenario, you know, in this series. I mean, you have Butler there. Butler's a veteran. Uh, he's played really well, and he's playing well this year. You know, you have uh, Dragic, you have uh, two former Celtics, Olick and, uh, and Crowder. Yeah, Iggy, Bam Adebayo, their shooters, Robinson and Hero. So, I mean, to combat, like, Boston small ball, I mean, the Heat pr- probably have their own, right? With Dragic, Hero, Iguodala, Butler, and Adebayo. So I agree. Yeah, uh, I mean they do. They do. I mean, I think one of the major things that the uh, for Celtics, and I think uh, with the Celtics, I think is uh, is going to be Jason Tatum. You saw what he did in Game Seven. He escalated his game, and that's what he took control. He ended up winning the game. If he continues to do that, if he continues to be aggressive, aggressive is key. If he keeps aggressive, it's going to be hard to stop him. Yeah, I mean, he, my problem with him, I mean, can he do that, like, consistently for a seven-game series? That's, I have, I have yet to see that. I mean, like, every game, in and out. So, I mean, he's, he's obviously on the right path, but let's see if he can, he can do that. That's my challenge to him. I think he can do that. I think he... He's definitely a rising star in the league. He's, 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 I mean, he's already been there. I mean, he's coming up. I mean, 
he learned under Kobe Bryant. You know, I mean, he he pays a, a lot of respect to Kobe. Uh, Kobe trained him a lot, a lot of ways. You think his game is literally like trophies. I mean, it's literally like Kobe's to an extent. You know, so I, I think uh, I think he, this is his year. I mean, we'll see what happens. It, it's going to be a fought-on series. Uh, I just think it, 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 it I think it all depends on Hayward, when Hayward can, can come back. Because Hayward is also a difference maker. Because when you put Hayward out there, you have, imagine a starting five. Uh, you have Kemba, okay, you have Hayward, Brown, Tatum, and supposedly, if if Stevens plays time over, but most likely, uh, if he's will start. Because Stevens has, uh, uh, I don't know what he has, he has uh, um, a crush on Keith, <laughs> so to speak. But Keith has been okay for them. I thought he was pretty good in, uh, against Toronto. I mean, he's pretty good. But then he's not like, uh, he's pretty good, but he can get manhandled by Bill But Actually, I'm going a little off topic here, but what, what happened to your buddy uh, Gershon? What, what's up? What, what's the deal with him now? Oh, I don't know. He's, he's not in the league anymore. Oh, he's not? Okay. <laughs> no, he's, he's gone. He's not even league, dude. He's, uh, I think he's playing in Europe or somewhere like that. <laughs> okay. I don't know. But, 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 yeah, but, but, but we'll see what happens, you know. I mean, this, dude, this is a long series to go. It's a long series. It's a long way to go for this. He hasn't started yet. Tomorrow night, a long way to go. I mean, uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff, dude. I mean, the Celtics, you got the Celtics, yeah. And there are a lot of hits and, hits and misses by Danny Ainge, you know, but, but then again, I mean, the Celtics can gamble on that. I mean, this year alone, they have three first-round picks again this year. I mean, he, he, I mean, he has done well in accumulating picks, for sure. That's, I mean, yeah, that's, this year, that's one thing he's, he's, always, he's always done well with, especially this I mean, last decade. He's so. had some misses, too. He's had some, some blown misses in 2008. He should have, but I'm a... When I was screaming at the damn draft on the, on the thing, draft uh, DeAndre Jordan, he went with J.R. Gooden. Okay, so he's, yeah. he's, he's been I mean, I, he's been not the smartest cookie in the league too. The draft is you a crap. The draft is a crapshoot, I guess. Look at Philly, all those picks they had. I mean, they they did hit on Simmons and Embiid, but they missed on on the other guys, right? Folds, what's that guy, Jaleel Okafor, right? So the draft is a, like a crapshoot, right? So you're gonna hit some. But, but if you can, uh, you can like uh, sort of like it's a crapshoot. I totally agree. Even uh, at least this year, I was so happy when they picked Oruna. I'm actually not this year. Two years ago, when they picked Robert Williams out of the same college as DeAndre Jordan, I said the A&M. So it's like that's when I'm like, dude, you missed out on DeAndre Jordan. At least pick up Robert Williams because he was had a he had a leg injury. He was he was pretty good to go in the lottery, but he fell to like 27th or something, 28th pick. I don't recall what pick number, but he fell that far out, and Ainge took a chance on him. Because Ainge loves to do those things. He likes to find players that may have uh, had an injury or something, and then uh, they have fallen the draft. He'll definitely grab them if he has picks available in the league, because they're going to take a flyer on them. And I think this one will work. I still think that he still needs a little another year um, um, to learn a bit, to, to get more solid, to learn about the roles and all that. But eventually, I can see him. It, it's like I told the thought the other day. 
I said it, it uh, two years ago. I told us all this is this guy is going to be the steal of the draft. And I, I, I like his progress the way it's going, but I still think that Stevens needs to give him more minutes so he, so he can learn and, and better his game. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how he does. But I mean, the core foundation is Tatum, Brown, and uh, Smart for now, right? So. No, I agree. I totally agree. Now, I, I think with this game too, it's like it, it all depends on Hayward. If Hayward comes back within game two or game three, most likely game three, I would think. If he does come back, and then um, that opens up the door for Kemba. You know, and. And we've seen Kemba, I mean, he doesn't have to have the ball with him all the time. He can be an off part. And, and he can still get to the points. So it's, it's, it's I mean, there's a, a lot of things that's going to happen. I mean, uh, uh, the Theater, no joke either. I mean, they're a great team. It, and he made it to from his final. You know, I mean, they have a lot of uh, veteran presence. They have uh, Butler, they have AI, they have uh, Jay Crowder has been there. You know, so it's like, uh, uh, and they're a great team themselves. Uh, they have a great coach. Yeah, I mean, so, in some ways, I mean, both teams are kind of a little similar. I mean, they're both disciplined, good defensive teams. They're both very versatile, both offensively and defensively. They're both well coached. They're both uh, run well, I guess, uh, from management, ownership on down. So they're, I guess, since at least 2000, they're both two of the. I guess the better franchises in the league, right? So, I agree. I agree. They are. Wise, yeah. they are so. I mean, lately they've been drafting well uh, of both teams, and uh, I think it's it, it's going to be a good series. I, what I want to see is I want to see smart defense, um, smart defense on Butler. I want to see what he can well, what he can do up to limit. Yeah, I mean, smart defense, Butler, that's Butler, that's the key. Yeah, I mean, you see Butler, if he doesn't get his way, he gets frustrated. Yeah, but I mean, even, I think, even you saw against Milwaukee, some of the games where Butler wasn't playing well, I think the Heat were still able to kind of, uh, 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 I guess, suffer from that, and then, but still a- able to overcome that, I mean, in some of those games against no, Milwaukee. I, I agree. I totally agree. It's just that I don't understand what happened to Milwaukee. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I don't know what happened to Milwaukee. They were a great team during the season. Milwaukee, uh, I mean, I've been saying for a while, I mean, we won't talk about them much. I mean, I've been, they, they remind me a lot of the 2000s, late 2000s Cavs teams. So. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, I mean, we'll, I don't know what happened, you know, but, but I think this series will be, will be, well fought on series. I think uh, I think it, it, it'll be a good series to watch. Okay. You got your, your Celtics in six or seven. So I mean yeah, I, I think it's gonna be a fun series. I think like like the prior series, Miami is gonna throw a lot of defensive uh, different defensive looks at the perimeter guys on Boston from and they have different guys to throw them in from Igadala to Crowder to uh, to Jimmy to Bam and they're gonna throw throw a lot of different schemes as well from zone to box and one and then on the flip side I mean um, Boston's going to throw a lot of different looks as well I mean with their versatility of defensively with Jalen Brown and Jason uh, Marcus Smart excuse me and then kind of their small ball lineups their big ball lineups uh, so it's going to be a chess match coaching uh, it's going to be 
a fun series to watch, I think. But I'm going to have to go slightly Miami uh, in seven games. I think it's going to be a long series again, just like I said for Boston's last series. But I think slight edge to Miami, so I go Miami in seven. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah, that, that, that's uh, understandable. I just think it's gonna. I think this is. Uh, I think this is the Celtics year. I think. Uh, um, I think when they got by uh, Toronto, when they got by, uh, I think it, it opened the door for them. Now, and, uh, okay. I think they. I think they will take advantage of it. Maybe. I mean, I, mean we'll I, I was wrong. I was wrong with Toronto, so maybe that's a good sign for you. Maybe I'll be wrong again with Miami, but. Yeah, we'll see. But I mean, I think we both know that it's going to be a fun, long series. I think, I think we can both yeah, agree I'm, on that. I'm just reading the stat here. I'm just reading the stat here. Uh, but uh, I'm reading the stat here online. I'm just checking out some things. But uh, there was a stat here about uh, Jalen Brown uh, uh, when uh, Bam Cabello. Uh, was uh, the primary defender for Jalen Brown. Brown shot 50% against him and averaged 28 points in that game. Okay, was that, so, uh, is, that, know, is, is, that during the, is that during the season? Or? No, uh, regular season. Oh, well, okay. So all three games they played in the regular season? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, a lot of cr- cross matches on both sides, a lot of versatility on both sides, a lot of uh, good coached, well-disciplined teams on both sides. So it's going to be a fun, long series, in my opinion. But I got Miami slightly in seven. You got your Celtics in six or seven. It should be fun. It should be exciting. We'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Okay. So with that, good luck to your Celtics, Akshay. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. hope you enjoy all the games tomorrow. Go Clippers. And everyone, stay safe. And... Don't cause any trouble and enjoy all the sports games going on.